Where's your head at? That's the title today. Where's your head at? I have to confess, my head has been a little bit all over the place this week. <laughs> what with, well, lots of things. And uh, where's your head at? I know that at half past three on Friday night, I think it was Friday night, when your son-in-law texts you and tells you your daughter and granddaughter's gone into hospital, it's uh, tricky to sleep. <laughs> um, where's your head at? Where's your head at? Currently, just so mindful that there are many things that might conspire to, to pull us down. So I'm putting my hands in my pockets because they're cold. But I was, taught, I was taught at Bible college not to speak with my hands in my pockets. So I'll have to put them up here. And they'll just have to get cold, won't they? But they're... No, 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 sorry. <laughs> I want Mike... Mike's sheepskin coat. Who remember? Look at that. That is sorry. I'm. It's one of those days today. But there is a lot of distractions. But there's a lot of things that. Is it just me? But you can feel yourself being pushed down. You can feel yourself even starting to get depressed. I'm not by nature someone who gets depressed, but. Sickness, disease, politics, politicians, even the fact that it's dark by 3.30, 4 o'clock. It feels like it's so easy to let that blanket, that weight, push us down. And I think particularly at the moment, I think that is an issue. It is a challenge. And you say, Mark, you haven't mentioned Scripture yet. Just to assure you, I'm going to mention Scripture shortly. Okay? just want to be real. I think I'm probably touching. In fact, I can see some nodding. The media, I have to say, doesn't help one bit. Um, in my little uh, prayer time with Mike on Friday morning, Mike heard me rant. I don't think Mike probably doesn't. You don't often hear me rant. But I had just seen... On the BBC, I'd seen the headlines of all the daily newspapers. And I have to tell you, I got very cross on Friday morning. Just some of the headlines on one or two of the papers I, I'm not going to mention. But the sensationalist scaremongering, which I feel just is only just designed to do nothing other than stir up fear. I just was so cross. So cross. It's like, why put that like that with those words on the front of the newspaper? Yes, these things are real. They are real. We're not in denial. I don't think that's right to be in denial, to bury our heads and hope it'll go away. But there is, there is a manipulation that can go on. What we need to be very clear, brothers and sisters, is that there is an enemy. I loved what Mike said there. There is an enemy that loves all of this. Loves all of this. If he can get us lost, lonely, disappointed, dejected, emotionally tied up in knots, then, quite frankly, he's delighted. And I don't know about you, but at times I can feel emotionally tied up in knots. Just with the stuff of life going on in life. 
Am I the only one or many of us have been feeling that? We feel that. And we need to be aware in these days there is an enemy who loves to just pull us off and pull us down. And, and, and even, even, even the things that, you know, the, the duvet box set kind of feeling which this, these days can take us into, and we feel quite cosy and warm, and you think, well, I'm relaxing. But yeah, what we also do is we switch off. We switch off. Now, it's good to relax. Of course it is. But it's not good to switch off. And that's where I want to... So I want to say, where are we at? Where's your head at? What are you looking at? And what do we need to do about that? Now today, officially in the church calendar, starts the, the, it marks the start of... Hey, some people of a certain age know anyway... <laughs> Advent. It's the start of Advent. Last year, if you remember, we had a candle. We lit a candle and, have to be honest, I've not been organized enough to do that. Um, we'll see where we go in the next couple of weeks. But we might light a candle. There's lots of things around the subject of Advent. I'm not going to go into the detail of Advent today, but Advent is a season of expectation and preparation. As the church prepares to celebrate the coming, the Adventus, the coming of Christ in his incarnation. God with us. And there's an expectation and a preparation. Um, I remember talking to, to Father Jonathan, the, some of you know him, the Roman Catholic priest, but he said, he said, don't get me wrong, he said, I love all the lights and things, but he said the whole nature of Advent is that actually we start without virtually any light at all. It's very, very much locked down and, 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 and dark and quiet. But there's something coming. There's something coming. And I believe in these days that there's a focus. Where's your head at? Where's your heart at? Where are you looking? It's easy to look at stuff and even this last day or so, there's more and you, here we go again, there's more. Where's your head at? What's the expectation in your heart? What's the preparation in your thinking? Even as you wake up in the morning, some of you, uh, I'm sure, in fact, everybody reads the weekly news very carefully every week. I know they do. <laughs> Some of you will have had a chance to have a glance. At, I, 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 Jackie and I are tomorrow about to start a great little new book of J. John's. J. John has got a series of Advent, um, Advent talks and Advent uh, reflections based on actually some Christian carols. And we bought the book and we're going to start that tomorrow morning. Looking forward to that. But at, right, So I just turned to the first page, and I quoted something, and I just want to expand the, the quote slightly. I didn't put it all in the news. He starts by saying, I want to give you a reminder as we start our journey. My first reminder is this. Christmas is about Christ. And you go, yeah. It may seem obvious. But this fact needs to be emphasized because increasingly today we're seeing a bizarre phenomenon. The focus of Christmas has become Christmas itself. 
the heart of Christmas, the celebration of the coming of God into the world in Jesus Christ, has been removed, producing a season without a reason. The modern festival of Christmas has come to focus on memories of the past, on parties and eating and on presents. Christmas is about Christmas. I'm looking forward to Christmas because, why? Well, because it's Christmas. Now, of course, some of those things are good and being together as family, God willing, we'll be able to do that. Celebrating, remembering, there will be things to remember for sure. But my reminder, he says to you, is whether you celebrate Christmas loudly or quietly this December, make sure that Christ is at the center of it. And as I say to you, where's your head at at the moment? With all that is going on in our lives and our world and our workplaces and our families and our situations, where's your head at? He goes on, I didn't uh, put this bit in the news. My second reminder is that Christmas should generate joy. All too often, Christmas is a draining experience. At best, it generates indifference. At worst, even exhaustion. I don't know about you, some of you may think back to Christmases where you've been exhausted, depending on the size of your family, probably. But is that what Christmas is about? Is that what our Christian faith is about? Where are our heads? Where's your head at? Where are you looking? How are you thinking? What can we do about that? He goes on to reflect on the great carol. The first carol in, in his series of meditations is Joy to the World. I just was struck as, I, again, I just glanced at it. Sorry, this is what we're doing tomorrow morning. But anyway. <laughs> Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Brothers and sisters, we're living in days where our earth needs to receive its king more than ever. As our dear friend Mr. Johnston stands up and gives us the next announcement. Where's your head at? As your friend rings you up and says, I'm sorry I can't come because I'm not well. Where's your head at? As some other situation that can immediately begin to rob you and pull you down, where's your head at? Let earth receive her king. Are you receiving your king? I want to help us practically with this in just a moment. And then, it, but it, then the next words are, let every heart prepare him room. Where's your head at? You see, it's so easy. Um, this today, you know when they say preachers need to preach to themselves first before anyone else. I tell you, more today than, than ever, I'm speaking to myself first, Okay. But it's so easy to let our heads be filled with the challenges and the struggles and the issues and, and the media and, and the comments of others. And the enemy loves it. I've said that already. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room. I want to say to us in these days, we need to 
prepare our hearts for the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Every day, Lord, whatever the news today, whatever the phone call, whatever the text, the tweet, the app, the Insta, the Facebook, whatever it is, my heart is the seat of your throne. Your throne, Lord, come and be king in my heart today. And heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing. J. John finishes his little section in this first page by saying, to understand Christmas is to experience joy. What I want to say to us today, in a world that feels heavy, feels challenging, and it's very easy, certainly after about 3.30, 4 o'clock, to start doing this physically, emotionally, mentally, to understand Christ is to experience joy. Christmas is about Christ. To receive Christ is to experience joy. Where are you looking? Where is your head at? What do we need to do about it? Well, I do want to read one or two scriptures. I want to mention some scriptures. Throughout scripture, as we were praying in the week at the prayer meeting, I just felt God really began to speak to me um, with a, a phrase. And it's this, just two words, lift up, lift up. All the way through Scripture, you find this coming out, lift up. Lift up your head, lift up your hearts, lift up your face, lift up your eyes, lift up your hands, lift up your voices, even Lucy and uh, Leslie will be pleased about this, although they're, they're not here right now. Lucy's outside, I think. Lift up a banner, okay? This morning in the prayer time, the, the, the light was streaming through here, and, uh, and Lucy, Lucy was there with the two golden flags as we were worshipping and praying. It was just incredible. And it's there in Scripture, lift up a banner. Lift up a banner. Psalm 20, may we shout for joy over your victory and lift up our banners in the name of our God. And as we were worshipping, thank you to, um, to Abby and the team, just even the songs you were choosing this morning, and I know being led by God in that, but I could feel there's something immediately it begins to stir us, doesn't we, as we focus again, as we focus again. So, I've got three, three Ps, okay, very quick Ps, and we're going to come to communion together. Perspective, perspective. I believe very much in these days, where's your head at? We've got to be thinking about our perspective. As we hear things, as we're bombarded by things, as things come against us day by day, what is our perspective? Where's your head at? Psalm 121, you know these verses so well, some of them. I lift my eyes to the hills, to the mountains. Where does my help come from? And I, and I believe the psalmist, there's something quite literal here. This is not just metaphorical. The thing is about these mountains and hills that are around is that the other gods that were being worshipped, the shrines of the gods, would have been dotted around in the hillsides. 
And so people would even turn and they'd, they'd look for their shrine. They'd look up on the hillside, they'd look for their shrine, and, they, and they'd look and sort of begin to worship their God, small g. I lift up my eyes to the mountains, and there, there is a suggestion, a couple of the commentators say, there is a suggestion that we start and you look and you begin to see some of the shrines, you see the gods of this world, the gods of this age. And we look to medicine, we look to politics, we look to the media. Where, where are you, where's your head at? Where are you looking? I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The maker of the mountains. I'm not looking to the mountain, I'm looking to the maker. Where's your head at? What are you looking at? He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber or sleep. There's a lot of slumbering, a lot of sleeping. One of the ways to hide, isn't it? It's to switch off. I'm just going to have a doze. Just going to sleep. I'm just going to, literally, if not physically, but just get sleepy and, and just get down and get low. He never gets down. He never gets low. He never slumbers. He never sleeps. Amen? There is a physical posture. There is a physical difference. You know, one of the reasons, all of us will know this. You know that thing where, come on, let's go for a walk. How many of you know that one? Particularly Boxing Day. (laughs) We are going to meet here. We're going to be here together on Boxing Day. I want to say to you, come here on Boxing Day just for an hour. We're just going to worship together just as family together walk here walk here come on why because you've got to stir yourself there are times when you just got to come on come on kids we're going for a walk oh no I don't want to go for a walk <laughs> why but you know what happens is you come back and you're like invigorated now there's something prophetic about that as well as physical I do want to say to us sometimes If it's getting you down, then turn it off. Turn it off. But I might miss something. This is me speaking now, right? I might miss something. What happens if I miss something? Where's your head at, Mark? What's more important? What you're looking at or who you're looking at? I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? Does it come from these? No. Thank God for medicine. I pray for the scientists who are working hard right now uh, to, you know, figure out this latest. I can't even remember the name of it. It's a Greek, one of the Greek letters. Hey, Omicron. Yeah, I just want to go into the Greek letters. But now, where does my help come from? My position, my posture is upwards, but it's not to the gods of this age. It's to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords that we've been worshiping today. Isaiah 40, verse 26. Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? Go outside and look up. I know it's very cold. Put a coat on. But literally, there are places around here that the light pollution is not bad at all. Just look. Go outside and look up. Literally, lift your head. Look up. Who Created all these. Who brings out the starry hosts one by one? Calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. 
I don't know if any of you have been watching, I've forgotten his name, the, the famous professor, he's a uh, total atheist. Sorry? Brian Cox, series of programs. I mean, it's an astonishing series of programs about space and stars and the universe and so on. But, I mean, here's a man who's not acknowledging God whatsoever. But as you watch it, your heart just soars. The glory of God displayed in the universe that he created and he sustains. But there's, a, there's a perspective. Lift your eyes. Lift your eyes. Isaiah 51 Verse 6, lift your eyes to the heavens, look at the earth beneath, the heavens will vanish like smoke, the earth will, not, will wear out like a garment, its inhabitants die like flies. But, Jill had a beautiful prayer in the prayer meeting this morning, but God. She was just praying, she was naming things about Andy and Donna and, uh, and other things, she kept saying, but God. The earth will wear out like a garment, its inhabitants die like flies. But my salvation will last forever. My righteousness will never fail. Isn't that glorious? Perspective. Where's your head at? These are scriptures that we need to look at and read. Lift up your eyes. Because what happens is if you get the perspective right, you begin to praise. Second P, you begin to praise. The focus changes. Oh God, you're glorious. Isaiah 52 verse 8, listen, your watchmen lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy. When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes. There is, there is something very healthy and good about using your voice. I want to encourage you to use your voice. Again, the thing about this, this sort of blanket, it's a very general blanket I'm talking about, but you know what I mean, this blanket. But the thing about this blanket is it, it takes away the voice. It takes away that sense of emotion. It just becomes like this weight. You know that... Jackie and I used to um, live in Swindon. We lived right by the main Great Wessex Way. Uh, then there was the uh, railway line uh, to London. And then there was the M4. <laughs> and uh, so we lived with... For 25 years. Whatever. Um, and, but once or twice a year, you'd wake up and there'd be there's nothing. It's like silence. And we used to turn to each other, literally, you know, without even opening the curtains, it snowed. It snowed. Because the silence, everything stopped with the traffic would stop, but, but there was a blanket. The thing is, when we came to Gurnards, and we were in Gurnards, in the pitch dark, it felt like it snowed every day, but it hadn't snowed at all. <laughs> there just was no sound. <laughs> but there's a weight. There's a blanket can take away your voice. I want to say to us today, in these days, brothers and sisters, use your voice to declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, now you have received mercy. Use your voice. Where's your head at? Where's your head at? What are you going to say? Oh, COVID, 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 COVID. We want to be real. Don't want to be dismissive. But 
Use your voice to praise, to speak with faith, speak with life, speak with grace. You know, little Rosa May and all that's gone on with our little granddaughter this week, we were having to almost say to each other, no, we need to get our thinking right, our hearts right. Katie and Callum have got great faith and that's good and our family has. But it's so easy to your voice to become. And our dear brother Paul will tell you about what you speak. He'll say to you what you're speaking. So we want to speak life. We speak the name of the Lord Jesus. We speak grace. We speak mercy. We speak praise. Psalm 63, verse 4, I will praise you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands. There's something very physical. I know I'm a... Sorry, Chris. Chris, uh, and welcome to anyone who's watching. Uh, forgive me, I forget that uh, I should stand still. But anyway. But we need to use our hands and our bodies. Scripture speaks of it. Why? Because the enemy wants to lock us down. Literally, physically, get yourself in the lounge, put the fire on, get the duvet, lock down and get lost in some, you know, film or whatever. Put your coat on, get outside and look to the heavens. Metaphorically or physically. I will praise you. I'll use my voice. I will lift uh, Psalm 123, verse 1. I lift up my eyes to you who sits enthroned in heaven. There's the perspective again. But it's, it's a praise. I'm lifting up Psalm, um, uh, sorry, back to Isaiah again. 40, verse 9. You who bring good news to Zion, go up on a high mountain. I used to love going to um, Barbary Castle on the edge of Swindon. It's that ancient path that goes all the way from, uh, I think it starts somewhere, uh, um, uh, uh, Marlborough, somewhere like Marlborough, and goes all the way to Coventry. It's about 80 miles, but it's, it's an ancient path, ancient way. But there's Barbary Castle, an ancient Iron Age fort. But I used to go up there on purpose, particularly when I was challenged, when I was embattled, uh, um, when I was working there at Swindon. And I'd go up there for that reason, to get a perspective. To change the perspective uh, physically, but then I begin to pray. And I used to march around these concentric circles of Barbary Castle, the Iron Age Fort, praying in tongues often. People walking their dogs thought there was a raving lunatic. That I, there's a perspective. Isaiah 49. You bring good news to Zion. Go up on a high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up. Do not be afraid. We've got to counteract fear. It's very easy. Alpha, beta, amma, you know, delta, gamma, omicron, whatever. I used to know the whole Greek alphabet <laughs> once upon a time. Do not be afraid. Brothers and sisters, do not be afraid. Who made the starry skies? Who made the mountains? I know that we've got challenges. I know we live with these things, but do not be afraid. Let's not let fear rob us. Let's not the enemy pull us down. As we walk through these weeks, as we walk up to Christmas, let's not let 
the busyness of Christmas or the worries of Christmas or any of those other issues of Christmas. Let's not celebrate Christmas. Let's celebrate Christ. So on the 19th at 4 o'clock, we're going to come together. You say, why 4 o'clock? Well, it will be dark, so the candles will work better, all right? (laughs) It'll also give us some time to get ready because it feels like there's quite a lot of other things going on in life at the moment. But we'll come together as family. Bring your family, bring neighbours, and we're going to build Christmas. We're going to build Christmas together. We don't even know what we're singing yet, do we, or anything. It's very... Abby will sort it. She's great. <laughs> Won't she? she, will, she Abby will sort it, yeah. And then she tells me, no, I'm not going to be here. Um. <laughs> oh, no, don't say, don't say that. No, I, those who... God wants to be here, we'll be here. That's the pastor's response, okay. But we're going to build something together. You know, don't you, that what will need to be right at the very heart of that. Because there will be things that say, well, what's part of Christmas? And we'll get the kids involved and we'll... Sorry, I shouldn't rehearse it all now, should I? It's because I've got nothing written down yet, so... Going to come to prayer. We're going to take communion... In fact, if everyone just socially distanced, but everyone just go and get communion. If you'd like to take communion, just get communion now. I'm just kind of, and then I just want to, third P, prayer. Thanks, Chris, could you do me a little favour? There was a song, I don't want Abby, I want these guys to stay down here, but there was a song that Abby might have had projected, I think it's called Christ is Risen, Come Awake. Could, could we have the words in a minute? Perspective. Praise, prayer. Have the words in a minute. I, yeah, just you can ping them up in a minute. Thank you. Psalm one four one verse two. May my prayer be set before you like incense. May the lifting of my hands be like the evening sacrifice. 141 verse 2. May my prayer be set before you like incense. May the lifting up of my hands be like the evening sacrifice. Now don't hear, it's not wrong to bring our concerns to the Lord. It's not wrong to bring our worries and our woes. But there is something very special as we begin to get our perspective right. 
as we get our head right, as we begin to praise, there is a, there's an incense that rises to God. It's a prayer of thankfulness. It's a reminder of who we are. Psalm 63, verse 4, I will praise... Uh, sorry, forgive me, I've jumped. Um, Psalm 142, a prayer of David when he was in the cave. I cry aloud to the Lord. I lift my voice to the Lord for, ver- for mercy. So there's a, there's a response, yes, of praise, but there is also a sp- response of prayer. There's a, there's a coming into God's presence. Yes, with high praise, yes, with hands lifted. But there's also that lifting of my voice. Psalm 28, verse 2. Hear my cry for mercy as I call to you for help, as I lift my hands towards the most holy place. Again, there's that focus. Psalmist is thinking about the temple, representing, of course, the presence of God. 1 Timothy 2, verse 8, I want men and women everywhere to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or disputing. Lamentations 2, verse 19, Arise, cry in the night as the watches of the night begin. Pour out your heart like water in the presence of the Lord. Lift up your hands to him for the lives of your children who faint from hunger at every street corner. It's a coming to the Lord. Jesus took bread and broke it, didn't he? Gave it to them. And he, what did he say? We talked about it last month. Do this in remembrance. In remembrance. Where's your head at? What's your focus As we go into this next week, as the blanket will want to try and descend in all its different forms, where do we look? What do we remember? Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me. This is my body. This is my blood. Let's lift our hearts. Let's lift our hands. Let's come to him. Just wondered, I'd never heard this song before, not consciously, but could you put the words up, Malcolm? Christ is risen, come away. But just, just let me read the whole song, so just as though we were going to sing it. Let no one caught in sin remain inside the lie of inward shame. We fix our eyes upon the cross and run to him who showed great love and bled for us freely. You've bled for us. Christ is risen from the dead, trampling over death by death. Come awake, come awake, come and rise up from the grave. Just hold on a minute there. Come awake, come awake. And rise up from the grave. We are now seated in Christ. We are with him. Heaviness comes. Challenges come. Depression wants to invade. The negativity will come in. You have been seated with Christ. You've been raised from the dead. 
You're now with him. That's the eternal hope that we have. We're celebrating that for Mark's life tomorrow. We're celebrating it for Joe's life on Tuesday. Yes, there is a a personal loss. Yes, there is that personal grief. But our perspective goes beyond the grave. It goes into an eternal hope. Just keep going. Christ is risen from the dead. We are one with him again. Come awake. Come awake. Come and rise up from the grave. That's what we're going to need to say to ourselves over these weeks. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Come awake. Come on. Let's go for a walk. Metaphorically, you might say to yourself inside, come on, let's go for a walk. Actually, physically, you might need to do that as well. Beneath the weight of all our sin, you bowed to none but all but heaven's will. No scheme of hell, no scoffer's crown, no burden great can hold you down. In strength you reign. Forever let your church proclaim. O death, where is your sting? O hell, where is your victory? O church, come stand in the light. The glory of God has defeated the night. What I think might be good in a minute after we share communion is we'll sing it afterwards. Is that all right? We can learn it together. Why don't you stand just with your communion? Let's just wait before the Lord. Lord, we recognize that there is a battle in our world today. A battle for hearts and minds. But we declare today, we understand and by faith we declare, Jesus, you have won the victory. You have triumphed over sin and over death. You are seated at the right hand of the Father and you are interceding for us. You still carry the wounds of that great sacrifice. We thank you today that there, in that sense, there is a man in heaven, an eternal man, Jesus, the Son of God, who did not consider equality with God, something to be grasped or to use as his advantage, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has exalted him to the highest place given him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess on earth and under the earth and over the earth. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. And Lord, today we 
lift our hands, we lift our heads, we lift our eyes, we lift our voices, we lift our hearts. In the midst of darkness, in the midst of death, in the midst of challenge, in the midst of battle, we lift our eyes to you and we declare, Jesus Christ, you are Lord. You died, you were buried, and you rose again. And we thank you for the victory that we have in you. We thank you. Your word says we are seated with you already. It's not just a future promise. It's something right now. We are seated with you. So we pray. Help us in our perspective as we remember, as we take these moments, pray with one another and encourage one another as we remember what it costs. And we pray that as we go through these days and these weeks, that you might be at the very center, that we would not lose sight of the Lord Jesus Christ in everything. We ask it in your precious name. Bless us as we take this communion. Amen.